perfect gift. Show her how special she is and get 25% off fine jewelry, like select diamond, gold, and silver pieces already 40 to 60% off. Need an idea? Diamond studs are all up to 50% off. The customer appreciation sale at JCPenney. That's getting your pennies worth. Bell at 12-1-12-6. Some exclusions apply. Check newspaper at jcp.com for coupon and details. Radio and television have been part of your daily life for as long as you can remember, so why not make a career out of it? Visit NHAB.org, the online home of the New Hampshire Association of Broadcasters, to learn more about over-the-air broadcasting. Interested in pursuing a career in radio or television? Whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, many Granite State stations are looking for motivated people just like you. Visit our online job bank at NHAB.org to view current job openings and even post your resume for potential employers. You can also access a list of upcoming job fairs in New Hampshire as well as NHAB-sponsored events. Students, if you're studying over-the-air broadcasting, apply for the NHAB Student Broadcaster Scholarship and learn about available internships at local stations. It's easy to navigate, full of useful resources, and it's only a click away. NHAB.org, the online source of Granite State Broadcasting. We've got it all here on ESPN, on ESPN, New Hampshire. All right, Celtics pregame show here on ESPN Radio. You're listening to on the TuneIn app, ESPNNHradio.com, 912.50 a.m. as well. Uh, no Patrick Gilroy, as you might tell. No Jeff Hickman. Uh, this is Jared Scally here taking you up till 7 o'clock where Celtics taking on the Sacramento Kings. We're going to get into Boogie Cousins. We're going to get into uh, a little bit of everything here tonight. Al Horford. And maybe I'll give my thoughts on Michael Felger because I know Patrick did the other night. Um, so we're getting a lot to talk to. Um, and before we do that, um, I'm sure all of the other shows here throughout the day have mentioned this, but I'm going to mention it too because he did so much for this station. Our general manager, uh, Justin Bastinelli, uh, will not be here anymore. He is, he's taking a, a gig somewhere else, um, not in radio, um, but today was his last day. So uh, big thanks to Justin. He brought me into the station. I don't even know what it was now, like five years ago. Um, and it's been fun ever since. So, Justin, congrats on being done. <laughs> uh, enjoy life after this station, and we'll obviously miss you for what you did. Um, that being said, we do have a game to talk about. Uh, Boston Celtics, Sacramento Kings here on the pregame show. We'll be with you postgame as well. Sionis uh, Radio will join us later on in the postgame show. Um, biggest storyline in this game has to be, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is coming to town. The guy that we all sit here and a lot of Celtics fans want in green. Is, is going to be in the Celtics' uh, domain, TD Garden tonight. Uh, the week of the bigs continues. Um, and, you know, tough game the other night with the Pistons. Um, transition defense wasn't there. Celtics take 42 three-point attempts, second most in a game in Celtics history. Um, so I think it was right behind, right ahead of the Antoine Walker team. I forget what year it was. It was an Antoine Walker team. Um, and we all know how, like, number, uh, employee number eight liked to huck up the threes when he was around. But... This game tonight, you know, it, it's a, you have a tough loss against the Pistons, you know, um, close game towards the end, but, you know, you really just couldn't figure out how to stop Ish Smith, uh, Andre Drummond's, Drummond's always a problem, and guys like that, you know, they were getting open looks, they were hitting their open looks, I think the Pistons shot like 55% uh, from the field, which is insane amounts of numbers, especially considering the Celtics try to pride themselves on being a good defense and a defensive team. And that, it just wasn't there the other night. Um, so they look to rebound, to uh, bounce back tonight. We'll take you up till 7, where then uh, Celtics coverage kicks over with, I believe, uh, Cedric Maxwell and John Wallach 
has the call tonight, I believe. I believe Sean Grandy is not making the call tonight, for what I heard this morning. Um, so we'll kick it off to them at seven o'clock at the top at the bottom of the hour. Um, but let's talk to Marcus Cousins. I want to talk this first. We'll get it out of the way, and then we'll keep going with other stuff to talk about nuts and bolts stuff. Um, Demarcus Cousins is someone that I look at for this team and think. I wouldn't mind having him on this team. You know, Celtics' big need is obviously the wing score, um, and that's something that you need to win a championship. I still believe that. But DeMarcus Cousins fills your next big, biggest need, and that's someone who can rebound the ball, block the ball. Um, yes, he has a ma- massive attitude problem. We all know that. If you want to call me and tell me that, it's no, not news to anyone. We know he has trouble in the locker room. That's why he's gotten like six coaches fired, and I'm surprised Vlade Divac still isn't involved in that team because um, DeMarcus Cousins gets, seems to run people off the team except for himself. Um, there, ha- there will be a point at some point where there's going to be a line in the sand um, out there in Sacramento, and at some point, you know, he's going to go over it. But until he does, you know, he's talking about wanting to stay in Sacramento, um, playing with his old teammates Eric Bledsoe and John Wall. Uh, Eric Bledsoe said he wanted him to come play in Phoenix with John Wall. John Wall said, who knows? Um, they're, they're, that wouldn't be able to happen until like 2019 based off other people's contracts and situations. But So it sounds like to me... DeMarcus Cousins doesn't want to go anywhere. He want, He's happy in Sacramento. He likes running coaches out of town, and he wants to kind of drum up his old Kentucky teammates and see if that t- Kentucky team can win a national, uh, excuse me, an NBA championship. Uh, I, I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea for him. You know, uh, maybe now it's Danny Ainge. Hey, if you get John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins will want to play here. Who knows? That could be an option as well. You know, you have um, an opportunity to do that with maybe some trade assets for that. And when, when John... Uh, Wall's available, and then if John Wall's available, you know, the Wizards aren't good by any means. Um, and then you can maybe bring Boogie Cousins here, DeMarcus Cousins, when he's a free agent, and then there you go. Boom, you got a team with Al Horford. So who knows? There's a lot of options here. That being said, I don't think he's ever going to be in a Boston Celtics uniform. You know, we hear these rumors every single year. It's, oh, DeMarcus Cousins is going to be a Celtic. Yo, he, he's on the block. He, he wants out of Sacramento. Problem child. Needs a change of scenery. Uh, Brad Stevens can handle him. We've heard that one, too. Well, Brad Stevens doesn't want him here. We've seen that. We've heard that, you know, behind the scenes, um, people coming out and saying, you know, Brad doesn't want to coach a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. I think he's just afraid of coaching a guy like DeMarcus Cousins because I don't think he can handle it. I don't think Brad Stevens can handle coaching a guy like DeMarcus Cousins or DeMarcus Cousins, the, the person. He can't handle that crap. He needs a good chemistry guy. He needs good quality guys. Look at the guys he had at Butler. He never had any problems at Butler. And now he hasn't any problems here because they're bringing in guys that he's comfortable coaching. Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley. You know, these guys are fine. Al Horford, good character guy. He went home. For his pregnant wife, you know, to, to have the birth of his second child. We'll get to that in a minute. I look at this and go, DeMarcus Cousins will never be in this uniform in Celtic Green unless Brad Stevens isn't the coach. Because Brad Stevens doesn't want to coach him. He just doesn't. Danny Ainge already said multiple times he would love to have DeMarcus Cousins playing for the Celtics. But it's not going to happen. Because it's just it's just the way the coach is. Brad Stevens has too much leverage. You know, they just signed him to a contract extension for the next four whatever years it is. Who cares? It's a long time. He's going to be here. He has that much leverage. He has saying with everything that Danny Ainge is doing. Now, Danny Ainge has the final say. Now, it would be great if Danny Ainge would just say, screw it. You know, we're going to get to Marcus Cousins. We need to get the talent. It's the NBA, Brad Stevens. Everybody has a mental problem. Everyone has an attitude problem for the most part. If you have a team full of people who don't have an attitude problem, you're not winning a championship. It's just those guys, because those guys aren't good enough. Those are your blue-collar guys. Those are your role-player guys. And this is something I've been preaching since this team has gotten put together. You're not built, you're built of a bunch of bench players, or mostly role-players. You don't have a superstar. You have one, maybe, and Isaiah Thomas, maybe, and Patrick would be happy to hear me say that. Maybe one superstar on this team. I don't think Al Horford's a superstar, but he's worth the max-level deal. 
but he's really good for this team. He's a role player in the starting rotation of an NBA championship team. I completely agree with that. I'm a big Al Horford fan. But you need you need guys with attitude problems to because all those guys are the ones who are egotistical, and those are the guys who win championships because they're good. LeBron James, big ego. We all know that. Kyrie Irving, big ego. Everybody on the Cavs, Kevin Love, as soft as he may be, he has an ego because he's good. I would take Kevin Love back here in a heartbeat for sure. Go to the other side. Two years ago, Golden State wins. Almost won last year. Best record in the history of the NBA in the regular season last year. Steph Curry, biggest ego ever. Klay Thompson, just as bad with the Splash Brothers thing. Draymond Green, we all know what Draymond Green is. Now Kevin, to put Kevin Durant on the Golden State Warriors. Look at the ego they have. It's what it is. You need egotistical people. You need people who believe in themselves more than they should to win the NBA championship because that they're the superstars in this league. And you need superstars to win in the NBA. So as much as I want to say, let's bring Gordon Hayward here in the offseason, that's going to fix everything. It's not. It's not going to fix everything. You know what's going to fix everything? Getting a guy like Kevin Durant, which you lost out on. Getting a guy like Boogie Cousins, which right now your coach is probably roadblocking you from happening. From happening. You need a guy like that in the win in this league. So as much as Celtics fans want to sit here, and, and don't get me wrong, I love the Celtics. I watch them every night. For the most part, you know, when I can. They, they have to have a superstar to win this league. This team is not made up of anything but role players. That's why I say it over and over again, whether I'm here on my show on Sunday, Sunday sit-down, CLS post-game, whatever. This team cannot just show up and win. And I'm going to keep saying it all year because it's the truth. They have to play 110% or they are not going to win. It's what it is. So I look at it as... You need to be able to have a team that can play 75% against the bad teams and then go 110% against the good teams because if you have to go against 110% against all these good teams and even bad teams like the Celtics have to do to win, you're going to be taxed by the playoffs. And we saw it last year. They were better than the Atlanta Hawks on paper, but they got ran out of the gym because the Hawks came to play, but the Hawks also had a roster with Jeff Teague and Al Horford on it. Those guys could show up and who helped win a game. With, and then the role players stepped up and made big shots. Kyle Korver, those guys. Celtics didn't have that. Isaiah Thomas has to play like 150% to do what he does because he's so little. And I hate when people dismiss the height thing with Isaiah Thomas. He is small, which is hard for him to play in the NBA. You saw guys struggle. I mean, Allen Iverson was short. That's the closest comparison that we can give you. Allen Iverson, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Earl Boykins, even taller, shorter, like 5'3". Those guys have to play obscenely hard every night or they're not going to get anything. Imagine if Isaiah Thomas came and played 75% of what he's capable of doing every night or against the bad teams. You saw it in the playoffs. He came and played 75%, doesn't get calls all the time. He has to fight a little harder. That's why I'm not a fan of having Isaiah Thomas as a one or two on this team. I don't think he is because he has to play so hard every night to be as good as he is. A number one on an NBA championship team is someone who can play 75% against the bad teams and still look really, really good. If Isaiah Thomas shows up and plays 75%, he's not looking really, really good. And that's the problem. And that's what you don't have as a Boston Celtics organization. Boogie Cousins is that kind of guy. The numbers he puts up in Sacramento, why do you think the Kings have been putting up with him for so many years? Because you know what? He's good enough to deal with that. He puts up 20-something points a night, 10-something rebounds a night. He's a double-double guy, and that's why the Kings put up with him, because they like him. They tried to build on the fly. They brought in Rondo last year. They brought in all these guys. Rudy Gay is still there. Hasn't worked out. Now, it might be partially because of DeMarcus Cousins' locker room situations. He ran out like eight coaches out of town. So maybe it isn't a good fit out there. But what couldn't you say if Brad Stevens actually, you know, grew a pair and decided to want to coach a guy like that? I think Brad Stevens could handle DeMarcus Cousins, don't you? 
He's a great coach. I'm, I'm not going to build a statue for him like a lot of Celtics fans are, but I think Brad Stevens is one of the good young coaches in this league who has a chance to be a really good coach. Like, I'm not going to put him on Greg Popovich level yet, but he has that. he's on that path. He needs to learn how to coach ego. You know? He has to. And don't get me wrong, Greg Popovich hasn't had much ego. David Robinson, nah. Tim Duncan, best player ever. One of the best players ever. Best guy ever in the league. Like, just humble. Tony Parker, same thing. Ginobili, same thing. Now Kawhi Leonard. Biggest ego he's had to coach is probably now LaMarcus Aldridge because he's been dealing with wanting the ball more. But that being said, that's also on the coach to manage the egos. We don't know behind the scenes how some of these guys are egotistically-wise. But Brad Stevens doesn't want to even try. Brad Stevens has to try, or he's not going to be the coach to raise Banner 18 because you don't raise Banner 18 without a superstar. Uh, this is the Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, join me, Hal, 603-883-9900. And take your calls on the air here, talking Celtics, Sacramento Kings. Boogie Cousins is in town. Jared Scally here filling in for Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman. We'll be right back after the break. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Can we come up with something original when, when the Bruins struggle other than fire Claude Julian? You have one of the worst assembled blue lines in the history of the organization. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. The man who you think you should be depending on to carry the load is 39 and his legs are giving out on him and he skates like he's in molasses. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPN NH Radio. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jaruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior, it's been very crazy football-wise, like winning it in OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. There's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about the one? Football state champion. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in BHF history for football to actually come out with a win this year. It's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the LA Hawks. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Honor Society goal. So there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. I volunteer for blood drives, and I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's 
Miracle Network. We donated like around a thousand dollars. What inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part, and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches they really care about you. Coach, thanks. Like I look at him like as my best friend, but when it's time to you know put on the pads, then he's definitely there to coach you up too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gate video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit Apple Therapy. Com. We've got it all here on ESPN, on ESPN, New Hampshire. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Can we come up with something original when, when the Bruins struggle, other than fire Claude Julian? You have one of the worst assembled blue lines in the history of the organization. It's up there. <laughs> yeah, it's up there. The man who you think you should be depending on to carry the load is 39, and his legs are giving out on him, and he skates like he's in molasses. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPN NH Radio. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is... All right, we're back. Celtic pregame show. Here, ESPN New Hampshire, uh, Jared Scally here filling in for Patrick Gilroy, Jeff Hickman, uh, both out tonight. Uh, I will be back tomorrow night as well, hosting the pregame show for them. Um, I'll be back tonight, postgame shoot. Don't forget about that uh, as well. CNS Radio uh, postgame show broadcasting here on ESPN New Hampshire Airwaves. I'll be here around the board chiming in as well when the guys come in for their postgame show as well. Celtics Kings tonight. Celtics look to take on DeMarcus Cousins as he's in the building. Uh, Al Horford taking on DeMarcus Cousins as well. Uh, that'll be a matchup fun to watch. But one matchup that was fun, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in on this, and people have chimed in already, and I want to give my two cents. Obviously, we know now Mike Felger down in Boston, uh, given his take on the whole Al Horford not being there for Miami thing, right? Not there against the Heat, was there for the birth of his child, and then had some time, could have made it back for the game. Um, Felger said, Quote, I'm going to read it because I, I didn't have time to get the audio. Uh, quote, he had his he had birth of his kid in Atlanta. The game was in Miami. I know when you make $30 million a year, it ain't much to get a private jet. Wick, Wick would probably pick it up to fly down at 3 o'clock in Atlanta. It's about a 90-minute flight to Atlanta, play the game, and come right back. Basically what he's saying, and we all know, it's, you know, you're close enough. You were in Atlanta. The team was in Miami. You get a private jet. You have the kid. You go play the game, and you go right back, and then you enjoy the couple days after that. You can play that game. Now, now, where I agree with Mike Felger, yes, I know, shocking, how, how dare I, um, is he's right. You know, like, you're that close. You can make that happen. And I get why Mike Felger said this. I get why Felger is saying this. And look, I, I know Felger. Um, he's a good guy. He's not like he is on the radio. I know Patrick said the same thing the other night. He's not like that. Um, so I'm not going to say I'm not, I'm not going to defend him per se. But, look, I, I agree with the sense, the sense of, hey, you know what? He could have made that game, 
right? He could have made it. There's no question about that. He could have easily, he, he wasn't missing the, the kid, the child's birth, you know? He was there for the, bo- the born, uh, the birth of his child, and then he could have left after that while, while, his, while his wife was sleeping, you know, resting up in the hospital, and then right after the game, get on a flight and go back, and then meet the team at home. You know, like, it's a it's simple thing. And look, am I mad that he did it? No. It's a November game against the Heat, and they didn't need him. Like, I'm sure ownership and Danny Ainge, and they said this, they told him to stay. They told him not to come to the game. Fine, whatever. I'm not mad at him for not being there, just because it was against the Heat. Now, if it was a game against OKC, if they were down in Oklahoma, right, which isn't that far from Atlanta, right, by airplane, if they were playing a game against the team down there, that was better. You know, I'm sorry, Miami Heat, but you're not good. Eric Spolstra, you're a terrible coach. That being said, then I may be a little more mad, even if it's November, because those games matter. You need your big players to play in the big games. If it's the playoffs, then the story's over. You better be at the game. But that being said, it's a November game against the Miami, and I'm not mad at all. But I get what Felger is saying, and that's my only point. He could have made the trip, you know, because he, he his wife had the baby, and then the game was in the afternoon, and the game was the next night. Plenty of time to get to Miami. From especially from Atlanta. But he decided to stay through that whole day, missed the game, and then stay the next day, too, because they were off. So then he met the team back. So at that point, whatever, you stay. If you're going to miss the game, you, you make it worth it, and you stay a few days extra, and you stay as long as you can at that point. Again, not mad at all. But I do agree with Felger in the sense that he could have made the game. Of course he could have made the game. He chose not to make the game. Now, do I think that with what we're told in terms of Celtics ownership telling him to stay, Danny Ainge telling him to stay. Do I think that if he tried to play, he would have been allowed to play? Of course. If he said, no, you know what, guys, I appreciate it, but she's okay. Uh, I'm going to come play the game and then go back after. Then, yeah, he, they would have let him play. Of course they would have let him play. But that being said, he's not going to do that. Al Horford's a good guy. Al Horford is a stand-up, blue-collar, all-American type guy. That's why he got a max-level deal. Right, Patrick mentioned this the other night as well before the Pistons game. He got a max level deal because yes, his on the field, on the court presence is good, but it's not all star numbers. It's not max level numbers. It's the other stuff he brings, the good guy attitude to the locker room. He's not going to cause a problem. He's going to help young young kids mold, and that is why they gave him a max level deal. Right? That's that's it. That's why. That and it goes back to the Demarcus Cousins conversation as well. If Demarcus Cousins was a good guy. This, he would be the American, all-American, amazing player. Now, if he didn't put his numbers up the way he does, if he did, if he, if Demarcus Cousins had Al Horford numbers, he wouldn't be worth a cent in this league, and he'd be run out. He would, he wouldn't even be in Sacramento anymore. But because of his talent, they deal with the on, they deal with the off the court stuff. Now, it's opposite for Al Horford because of his off the court abilities and leadership and things like that. He doesn't need to have the production that Demarcus Cousins does to get a max level deal. Now, people, in the NBA nowadays, max, uh, max level deal, DeMarcus Cousins deserves one, for sure, 100%. But that being said, you can't be mad at Al Horford for, one, having a max level deal, and two, being the guy that you're paying him to be. He is being that good guy in this situation. So, Felger, as much as I agree with you, I do think that it's not a big deal that he missed the game. He's, a, he's being a good guy. You're paying him to be a good guy, and that's what he did. He probably asked. I don't think Al Horford just said, I'm not coming to the game. I have a good, con- I have a good conscience and a good sense of mind, and my gut tells me, and which isn't hard to really read the situation. He was, t- he asked. I mean, you know, he asked. He went up to Coach Brad Stevens as a friend, Danny Ainge, the, the ownership. What should I do? What do you guys think? You know, she, she's gonna have her, she's gonna have our baby. I don't mind missing the game. I guarantee he said something like that because that's who he is. 
He probably offered to miss the childbirth to stay for the game if they really wanted him to. But they, he also probably knew they were going to say they were going to say don't do that. He's that good of a guy, and I'm defending Al Horford wholeheartedly. Now his sister, what are you doing? Stop it! Like I, I I'm a tw- I'm on Twitter, I'm on social media. Part of what my job is, right? Anyone in radio, anyone in, in media nowadays has to be on social media. You do. If you aren't, you're you're behind, and then you're just being an old stubborn man or woman for not being on social media. Because to keep up, to do what you need to do, you need to be on social media or you need to have someone run a social media account for you and keep you up to date on what's going on. A la Mike Felger. Because he doesn't, he's not on social media, but he has an account, right? Look, social media is important to the world nowadays. You can't get around it, you know? Like my day job, I work in marketing and sales. Have to, have to do social media. It's what it is. Same thing. So... But with the good sides of social media, getting the word out, becoming instant successes, one-hit sensations, YouTube sensations, being able to start a podcast on a whim and become a star, you're also going to have the negative sides, a la Al Horford's sister. That being said, just like the Kate Upton thing, I think the response is ridiculous. Kate Upton responded to Justin Verlander not getting this, the uh, Cy Young Award winner, and Rick Porcello does. Right? Same thing here. Just leave it alone. What are you doing? Why in the world are you caring about what some radio guy in Boston says? You don't even know the guy. And now, obviously, you're going to be popular, and that's half of it because she knew. Of course, she didn't know who Mike Felger was, really. But you know that she know, she asked around before she tweeted. You know, she knows who Mike Felger is, and she knows no one likes him. So that means she probably got a good amount of ability and knowledge to know to do that. She makes that tweet. She's popular in the city right away. She becomes the good, guy, the good girl along with her brother as the good guy in the power family in the city because that is what the situation has kind of turned into, right? You know, they, she knew she was going to be able to get the right publicity, and she pulled it off. But I don't want to go too much into it. That's my take. I know Patrick really asked me really, really quick at the end of the show, and we didn't really get into it. So I want to give you my take. Patrick, I'm sure you are not happy with that response because I'm not, oh, screw you, Felger, oh, but that's what it is. Um, tonight game, though, I expect Al Horford to have a good game, you know. Um, he's rejuvenated. He, he played pretty well against the Pistons. Um, and I look at tonight as a game where he can come in and really exert his dominance. Look, DeMarcus Cousins is going to have a good game, people. That's what it is. I'm not going to be able to stop him. Celtics front court is terrible. Best player is Al Horford. Then you have, what, Tyler Zeller? Come on. That's awful. It's not good. And that's why they're not even close to where people think they are. The front court is not good. No rebounds, no ability to really move the ball around. Your front court is not good. Al Horford is good. That's it. And he's really not like 100% amazingly all-star good. Right? He, he's a floor general. He's all that stuff. But he's not going to shut DeMarcus Cousins down by any means. Like, I would honestly, and this is, this is probably truth for a lot of people, I would put Kendrick Perkins, when he was good on those championship teams, I would put Kendrick Perkins on DeMarcus Cousins before this version of Al Horford on DeMarcus Cousins. And I don't think anyone denies that because Kendrick Perkins is going to be a guy to get in your face, play nose-grindy defense. Wasn't going to put numbers up, but he was going to do the job defensively down low, and he wasn't afraid to get aggressive. He wasn't afraid to get physical, get down there, get gritty. DeMarcus Cousins is a bully, so is Kendrick Perkins. Right? Al Horford's not a bully. We just talked about it for 10 minutes. Not, he's a good guy. That's why he went to have the birth of his child or witness the birth of his child. Excuse me. So now you look at it as 
I don't want him playing defense under Marcus Cousins. He's going to have to. Now, it, there's going to be help defense, blah, 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 but the help defense is going to be worse. Help defense isn't going to be better. Your, your other side is going to be Amir Johnson, Tyler Zeller, Kelly Olenek, soft, soft players, right? No one on this team is a bully. No one on this team has the ability to really play bully defense except for Jay Crowder. And you're not going to put Jay Crowder on DeMarcus Cousins. That'd be stupid. That'd be moronic. That's like peewee, whatever you call it now, basketball, little kid, little tykes basketball. Oh, put the toughest guy in the center and see what happens. You know, that's not what you do, right? It doesn't work like that. Um, I look at this situation as this Celtics team can do whatever they want. This Celtics team can play as hard as they want and show up every night. But until they fix the front court, they're not going anywhere. Because they're going to get out-rebounded like they did. It was like minus 19 or something like that against the Pistons the other night. You're not going to win games like that. Think about it if it wasn't minus 19. Offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, second chance points. You lost by, what, 11 or 10? What I don't even know what it was. I don't have the score in front of me. But that being said, think about what it, how close it was. I mean, yeah, there's some missed ref calls in that game as well. But if you didn't get out-rebounded by 19 rebounds... There were points in that game where you probably would have been in the lead instead of being down by a few and, and, and brought the process of the game. Love the process of an NBA basketball game. The process of the game then turns. You know, It turns into, oh, well, maybe if you get that momentum rebound, you get a few points ahead, and now you're ahead, and maybe you take control of the game. And, and, and if you're a basketball fan, you're listening to the show, and if you're listening to the show, you understand that. So it just rebounds are so important to this game. They change the momentum. That's why Kevin Love had such a great career in Minnesota and still is in, in Cleveland, he changes the, ten, the, the tone of the game by rebounding and outlet passing. And because the, the Pistons out-rebounded you and your transition defense was crap against Detroit, now you have to worry about it, and now it becomes confusing and who knows what's going to happen, right? So it's really a sense of this team needs to really fight. They need to fight hard all the time, out-rebound a team. Right now your leading rebounder is Avery Bradley. That's not good news. And to beat them... To beat the Sacramento Kings, you have to have a guy in Al Horford. You have to have a guy in Al Horford be good, be aggressively against DeMarcus Cousins. But then you got to have a second big to clean up the mess because Al Horford, if he's really biggest responsible, is DeMarcus Cousins tonight, which it should be. His off his offensive numbers aren't going to be great, right? His offensive numbers aren't going to be great. He's just going to have to focus on playing defense. So I think Kendrick Perkins was an awful offensive player. He's pretty good defensively. Now, don't get me wrong. He wasn't good offensively on his own either. He was crap. But he probably would have been a little better. Same thing with Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's numbers were slipping a little bit earlier in the year when he was responsible for picking up the slack of playing defense all the time um, with Jay Crowder out. But then he had to pick up the offense because Jay Crowder and Al Horford were out. So then his defense slacked because he had to pick up the extra offense as well. It's just you can't be asked it too much. Paul Pierce, we saw it back in the day. Paul Pierce. Offense was so good, and he had to carry the team all those years. His defense was always slacking. Put Kevin Garnett on the team. Put Ray Allen on the team. Oh, boom, look at that. His, his defense is all of a sudden marvelously better because his offensive game isn't as heavily responsible for the success of the team. It's just what it is. You can't be asked to do too much unless you're LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Those guys could handle it, right? Kyrie Irving. Those, I think Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's not good at defense, but he can handle taking over a team. If LeBron James left the Cavs, the Cavs would be okay, right? Because Kyrie Irving is filthy. And I'm not a big supporter of LeBron James. But that being said, tonight, you're going to need a Tyler Zeller. You're going to need a Kelly Olenek. And I'm not a big Kelly Olenek guy, but he's probably your best option. Or Amir Johnson to step up and really take control. Your superstar big is not on this roster. We've talked about this before, right? Not there. You need someone outside to come in. But until then, this is what you got, Brad Stevens. This is all you got, Celtics fans. So who do you want? 
Who, who do you want to be that guy to step up tonight to really take over for when Al Horford has to be responsible for DeMarcus Cousins? Who do you want that guy to be on the help defense in case DeMarcus Cousins does get past Al Horford? Who is going to be that guy to take over? 603-883-9900. Tell me your answer. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, wrap up the show, hand it off to believe John Wallach and Cedric Maxwell. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I believe that. Who's, who's calling the game tonight um, on the flagship for this Boston Celtics? And you can hear the game, of course, right here at ESPN New Hampshire at the bottom of the hour, top of the hour, whatever you want to call it. We're taking it till 7 o'clock. 603-883-9900. Tell me who you want. I'm going to give you my answer next. Tell me who you want to be the guy other than Al Horford tonight. I'm going to give you my answer on the other side of the break. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with November's Male Student Athlete of the Month, Jeruk Hassan from Bedford High School. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience as a senior? This year as a senior has been very crazy football-wise, like winning it in OT versus Merrimack. What schools are you looking at? I'm looking at Northeastern, St. Lawrence. It's a lot of good educational schools in New England. What are you looking to major in? I'm looking to go into pre-med. How excited are you about D1? football state champion. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Our whole team is definitely very excited. It's the first one in DHS history for football. To actually come out with a win this year, it's incredible. And definitely to be a captain of that team and finally put that banner up. Tell me a little bit about your volunteer work. During the summer, I was a volunteer at the Elliott Hall. I did a lot of volunteer with the National TV, so like HRC, FBI, part of the National Honor Society School, so there's a lot of volunteer work that I have to do with them. Like volunteer for blood drives, and I actually put on a dodgeball tournament last year for the Children's Miracle Network. We donated like around a thousand dollars. What inspires you to participate in all this volunteer work? I know a lot of people need our help, though. I just try to get back, try and do my part, and just volunteer my time. Is there anything else that you can really say that you got out of going to school in Bedford? Privilege to play sports here. It's amazing because all the coaches they really care about you. Coach Stinks, like I look at him like as my best friend. But when it's time to you know put on the pads, then he's definitely there to coach you up too. So the teachers are amazing. They really care about you. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. We've got it all here on ESPN, on ESPN, New Hampshire.
Gente! All right, Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire. Jared Scally here, filling in for Nick Anastas. Just kidding, it's not Nick Anastas. I was actually shouting out Nick Anastas for this song choice. That's what that brilliant was for. It's right here, this one. Brilliant! Brilliant! Great job, Nick. Awesome. Um, filling in for Patrick Gilroy, of course, and Jeff Hickman. Jared Scally here. Uh, final segment of the show, taking you up till uh, pregame kicks in for the other uh, station here. Uh, John Wallach, Cedric Maxwell have the call of the game tonight. Your Boston Celtics taking on the Sacramento Kings. Um, a lot going on in the NBA, you know. Um, we got some good teams. You know, the um, Golden State Warriors are finally kicking in. Um, so, look, we all know what the NBA is, right? We, we all know wh- where everyone's going to be for the most part. I mean, Cavs are up the top. Raptors are number two. Uh, so your Celtics are five right now with the Hornets and the Hornets at four. Bucks are up there. And, you know, it's all, you know, the Hawks started at like two. They're now seven. You know, it's just one of those things where it's all going to fill in where we think, right? Um, now, mind you, these Sacramento Kings are 11th in the West, seven and 11. Your Boston Celtics are 10 and eight. So um, on paper, should win this game, right? But that being said, you know, I look, I look for... Um, you know, Darren Collison can take over a game at any point. Rudy Gay, you know, as older as he is and not as successful as he has been, he can take over a game despite him wanting to be out of Sacramento. Still needs to show he can play if he wants out of Sacramento. Um, DeMarcus Cousins obviously being the key guy there. Willie Cauley-Stein's there. They have some talent. I just I, I just think that, you know, they just don't, can't ever put it together. Something in the water at Sacramento, which is really unfortunate because Sacramento used to be a basketball town for a little while. You know, those, those, game, those teams um, back in the day with, like, Vlade Divac on them, right? Those teams are fun to watch. Um, but now, you, tonight, you have DeMarcus Cousins coming into town with this um, cast of characters. Matt Barnes, specifically. Rudy Gay is a character. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins, though, being the one. And I, and, I asked, and I posed the question. You know, I did that little major radio tease, you know, if you want to call it that, um, before the break. Who is going to be the other guy? Who is going to be the other guy to step up and really just drive home down low? When Al Horford is on DeMarcus Cousins. Now, if Al Horford can have a good game offensively while being responsible for DeMarcus Cousins, by all means, dude, go for it. Because I, I that has to, might have to be what happens. But I want to know who, who people think is the other guy. Who is the other guy in the equation for a Celtics win tonight? Right? You, you don't know who it's going to be, but I, I'm going to tell you who I, I want it to be. And it might have to be. It might have to be Kelly Olenek. And as soft as he may be, think about the other options, people. It's not going to be Tyler Zeller. It's definitely not going to be um, like Jordan Mickey. Um, Jonas Repko's not big enough. Amir Johnson's going to start, but Kelly Olynyk is averaging more three more minutes a game than Kelly Olynyk. I mean, Amir Johnson. So, you know, Kelly Olynyk's going to be in the game more. Jalen Brown hasn't played, so he's not going to get any minutes. Repko's not going to be that kind of defender. He's going to be run away to the three-point arc. So as much as I think, okay, Al Horford's got to be the guy, probably true, but you look at the roster... Who's going to play the most? Especially how I picked it. Kelly Olenek, averaging three more minutes per game than Amir Johnson, who is the next highest player in that spot, who could be an option, right? Tyler Zeller, I don't even. I hope Tyler Zeller doesn't play tonight. I really don't. I know he will. He'll probably get some minutes here. He's averaging, where's, what's he averaging? Where'd that number go? 14.9 minutes per game. So he's averaging 15 minutes per game. Probably get like 10 tonight. I don't think he's going to be able to handle the Kings. Can Tyler Zeller 
be down there with DeMarcus Cousins, Willie Cauley-Stein, Papaglanis, Georgios. How do you say it? Georgios? Georgios? I don't even know. Georgios. Georgios, Papaglanis. That's how I'm saying it. And if you see the picture of this dude on the internet, man, skinny white dude, probably still better than Tyler Zeller. Like, Georgios Papaglanis. I'm going to pull it up here. Georgios Papaglanis is a Greek professional basketball player. He's in, He's better than Tyler Zeller. He is better than Tyler Zeller. That being said, you know what? Tyler Zeller shouldn't play tonight. I hope he doesn't. I would give Jordan Mickey minutes. And I, guys, we all know I'm a big fan of Jordan, Jordan Mickey. But I'm probably, I mean, Jordan Mickey's not going to play, right? Jordan Mickey's not going to play over these guys. He's on the roster because he has to be. I look at this team. Kelly Olenek has to be the guy. Now, points-wise, he's averaging 9.3 points per game. Um, but that being said, he's come on of late, right? And I, I, I hate to admit that. I'm not a big guy. Uh, Patrick Gilroy knows that. Nick Gelso of CLNS Radio knows that. I'm not a big Kelly Olenek fan. I think he's a bench player at best. Now, that's what he's been doing. So good on the Celtics to realize that because one thing I wanted to, I'll talk about in a second too is the combination of Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek. And I'll get to that before we get out of here. Tonight, I'm looking at the Kings. Best bet to stop anyone that not named Marcus Cousins is going to be, most likely anyway, makes the most sense, is Kelly Olenek. Now, can he stop Willie Cauley-Stein? No. Right? No. Can he stop DeMarcus Cousins? Probably not. That being said, he's going to have to. Because Al Hor- if, there's going to be times where Al Horford's not on the floor to Marcus Cousins. It might be a minute or two here and there, but that's going to be Kelly's responsibility. Maybe Tyler Zeller. Who knows? I want it to be Kelly Olenek. I think Kelly Olenek has more grit than Tyler Zeller, which is saying something because I think Kelly Olenek's grit meter is way down low. But he's looked good of late. Kelly Olenek, you know? Hitting threes, playing smart ball. He plays really well two-man basketball. That's one thing Kelly. I do really like about Kelly Olenek's game. Three-pointers are three-pointers, but I like the way he plays two-man basketball. Pick and rolls on the side with IT, Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart. Let's use that as a nice, easy transition to what I wanted to talk about this last segment here. Kelly Olenek has to be the guy, and Marcus Smart's going to help him be that guy. Yes, I have the control of the show tonight, so we're going to talk good things about Marcus Smart, people. Good things. All you Marcus Smart haters out there, listen up, okay? He's a good player. He's a damn good player. Yes, he flops. I get it. But you know what? The 99% of the NBA flops. Yes, he takes it to an extra extreme. But you know what? What he's doing for this team, go for it. Flop. Whatever. Because he has more grit and heart than 99% of this roster. He gets on the ground for the floor. And he plays really, really well with Kelly Olenek. And that's hard to do. He plays really well with Kelly Olenek. And he opens the floor for Kelly Olenek. Now, He's going to be able to play some defense off the bench, right? He's the spark plug, Marcus Smart. That's what, as much as you don't, might not agree with it, you have to look at that and think, okay, he is the spark plug, right? He brings up the intensity off the bench tonight against the Kings. He picks up that intensity. DeMarcus Cousins then has to force to worry about helping him. Kelly Link becomes a scorer because Marcus Smart's ability to pass the ball has become much better this year, right? We've seen it. He's, his court vision's gotten a lot better. If he would stop shooting three-pointers, that would be nice. And I'm on that, I'm on that bandwagon. Don't, don't worry, guys. I'm not that crazy. Marcus Smart can't be shooting threes. I think he hucked up eight or nine out of those 42. That's, he can shoot like one or two a game. I'm fine with that. Because if he's wide open and takes his time, he's going to hit it. But how many three-pointers has Marcus Smart taken that he's been wide open, right? 
But I don't want to do that. I'm going to stay positive. But Mark is smart tonight. And this is weird because I'm, I'm usually a pessimist person, pessimistic person. On my radio show here, whatever. I usually am very negative. But Mark is smart. I'm going to stay positive for you here, bud. Just play defense hard. Distribute the ball. Be yourself. And watch how much the floor opens up for Kelly Olenek tonight, right? Watch how much offensive game he's going to have. Now, I want, I'm intrigued. Marcus Smart's a great sixth man. So he opens up the floor for everybody, I think. I know, obviously, Isaiah Thomas does too. But Marcus Smart, I think, is a very big key to tonight's game. And so is Kelly Olenek. Yes, Isaiah Thomas has to play well, of course. Al Horford has to play well. Duh. No crap. Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek are going to be the reason why you either win or lose this game tonight. Because... Those two have become a new kind of duo to be forced with on the bench. You know, you're going to rotate minutes between Tyler Zeller um, and guys like that who can be kind of put in and out with the starters. But Kelly Olenek and Marcus Smart get consistent minutes for this team, right? Marcus Smart is averaging 31.1 minutes per game. He's averaging, I know Jay Crowder's been out, but Al Horford, but this way, Al Horford's averaging 32 minutes per game. Marcus Smart, 31. You see it. They play Marcus Smart. They trust Marcus Smart. Kelly Olynyk has looked a lot better. They're starting to trust Kelly Olynyk more. And he plays really well with Marcus Smart. So tonight, when you're watching this game against the Kings at the Garden, watch down low. Watch that battle. And then when the starters go out, when the flare goes out, Demarcus Cousins goes out, when those guys go out, just keep an eye on the dude with the weird hair, number 36, and Kelly Olynyk. And you could argue that both have weird hair. Of course you can. Come on now. Kelly cut your hair off. But it fits well with the tie-dye t-shirt, so I guess it, it, it makes sense. Watch them play. And if you haven't been watching this game close, this team closely, I don't blame you. You know, they're not as exciting as everyone thought. Um, you have other stuff to worry about. You know, Gronk's out for the season, so everyone's probably been sitting in a fetal position crying themselves to sleep at night because Rob Gronkowski is not a member of the Patriots. Well, he is a member of the Patriots, but he's not going to play anymore this year, so everyone's going to cry in the corner and sulk, right? So you might be a little distracted from what the Celtics have been doing. But watch him play tonight. Watch this game closely. If you're listening to this show, which means you're probably going to end up watching that game, this game tonight, watch Marcus Smart, watch Kelly Olenek, because those two together can do something fun, right? They can do something fun together off the bench against a team. And, and don't get me wrong, the Celtics on paper should blow this team out of the water. But like I said earlier in the show, they're not a team that can show up and play 75% and win these games. They are not a superstar-filled NBA championship-caliber team. They have to show up every night and play hard. So, the Celtics need to play hard tonight, but they should win this game, right? You know the Kings are probably going to dog it in at some point. They're under 500. They're never good. I'm sure something's going to go wrong, and DeMarcus Cousins is going to yell at someone. Whatever. They don't have the coaching staff to really control it, or the players in the locker room to control it. That's why I think DeMarcus Cousins would be a better fit here. You have the players to control it. Al Horford would control DeMarcus Cousins. As much as Brad Stevens doesn't want to coach him, I think Brad Stevens can handle DeMarcus Cousins. Something's going to happen tonight, and the Celtics are going to win this game. That's just the way it is. But just watch Kelly Olenek and Marcus Smart off the bench, because lately they've been playing really well off the bench together. They've been playing super well off the bench, and they've, they've, you've seen that chemistry really since Smart got drafted. You know, uh, Smart got drafted year after Kelly Olenek, I believe it was. I think, I think they were pretty close together. Um, yeah, it would have been a year after Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk got a year on a really bad team. Marcus Smart never really played on a bad team. Coincidence? I think not. That being said, that's a lie. He did play on a bad team. That first team he played on was not good. Um, 
This is his third year in the league now. Kelly Olynyk is a smart basketball player. He knows how to get people open. But he also knows how to get himself open. And Marcus Smart was not afraid to drive to the hole. You saw him put a put-back um, slant, two-handed jam the other night against the Pistons. I think that's another sign. He's aggressive. He's getting better. Um, and this is his breakout year, and I've said it, and you're seeing, that you're seeing it. You're seeing him play at a breakout capacity. I think Terry Rozier is having a breakout season. Next year's his real breakout season, year three. But he's also playing really well. Marcus Smart is in year three. We saw Kelly Olenek be really dominant last year. That was his third year, right? So it's that third year in the NBA that everyone starts to play better and really show themselves what they're doing. This is it. Right tonight, Marcus Cousins coming into town. You need Marcus Smart and Kelly Olynyk to play well off the bench to outmatch the bench of the Sacramento Kings because that is what is needed to win this game. The starters are going to play hard. They're going to play aggressive, and they might be equal because you know the Celtics like to take nights off sometimes when they play bad teams. So now you look at it. The bench is going to be a huge factor. Marcus Smart, Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk is going to be that guy. I asked that question coming into this last segment. Marcus Smart is going to play well. Kelly Olenek is going to be the guy other than Hal Horford to have a big game in the front court because you know what? There is no other option. Boston Celtics, your Boston Celtics, taking on the Sacramento Kings coming up next here on ESPN New Hampshire. We're going to step aside. I'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, hosting the pregame show. Don't forget, after the game, tune into the postgame show here. CLNS Radio will be broadcasting live here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'll be chiming in for them with the boys as well. Um, Kings, Celtics coming up next from the Garden. John Wallach, and Cedric Maxwell have the call. How would you like your office?